everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to another week of Romance and Color. Yes. Um, I hope you all missed us. We took a break for our own, you know, self-care and things like that, mm-hmm. which is awesome because we're going to be talking about self-care and stuff. Um, this podcast, um, but to wrap up our last podcast and what we talked about, we talked about don't get catfish oh, tips God, for yeah. over 40 digital and digital dating. So mm-hmm. we hope you all enjoyed that and took some tips from that. And, you know, <laughs> really, if you're going out there and dating, um, that you really took, took a lot of our tips to heart because, yeah. hey, a lot of stuff has ha- is happening in the world and, you know, you can easily get got with these people and, yeah. and right. stuff like that. So, anyway, Yakini, how was your weekend? I know, again, we took a break and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekend was good. We all celebrated Mother's Day, which was special. The boys are getting older. So, Mm -hmm. there's still some prompting that needs to happen on my (laughs) end, you know, Mm -hmm. to make sure they honor me and all that stuff. And, and, but they they did a good job with the handmade cards and flowers, and their dad helped them with like a cheesecake and stuff like that. Oh, nice. I know for the holidays, like Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and all that stuff, everyone's like, well, every day is Mother's Day to me. Every day is Valentine's Day. I treat my wife and my mom special every day. Well, as a woman, I will say that I appreciate the little commercial holidays that are one day. Yes, there's an expectation that my children or my partner, will treat me well every day and show their love every day but I, I appreciate a good little commercial holiday that's mm-hmm. just for us so I, I, yes. I took it easy I watched you know a little tv and just kind mm-hmm. of enjoyed some self-care what about mm-hmm. you how was your weekend your week and, and your mother's day it's same I had such a rough week work-wise that I just yes. needed a really serious mental break yes and so I just spent it all Friday Saturday and Sunday just really chilling and then on Sunday, you know, my husband was like, well, do you want to go out? Do you want to? I said, no, yep. I just want to chill. So we ended up getting like some sandwiches perfect, and just going out on the patio, doing a little gardening, which I perfect. find relaxing and my yes. daughter loves to garden. So we went out there and did that. Yes. And then, Beautiful. you know, just enjoyed our, enjoyed the sunshine that we had yep. and stuff like that. So, yep. you know, that was it. Um, mm-hmm. My little one was a little disappointed because <laughs> when I woke up, she was in the bed with me and I was just like, oh. Like, like, oh God, why are you waking me up? And so she felt <laughs> really sad. She was mm-hmm. like, Mom, you were disappointed. I was in the bed. You didn't appreciate, <laughs> appreciate. me being in the vocabulary. I know she has a big vocabulary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't appreciate me being in the bed. And I was like, Well, I just wanted to rest, you know. And then my husband, you know, let me rest and stuff. And he cooked breakfast and all that. But, you know, it was just real chill, real, real yeah. chill. And, I really and for me, I, I live for the small chill moments because mm-hmm. life can be so hectic and so busy and yeah. you know we don't often enough slow down just to take care of ourselves and appreciate and enjoy those little things so we for sure me the, like I just said I love the little holidays that are you know maybe commercial to some they don't have to be you know on social media you see like oh well Cardi B got a Rolls Royce for Mother's Day or Sierra yeah. got this for Valentine's Day so I don't mean that I appreciate and have those kinds of expectations that are out of this world no, mm-hmm. I appreciate just having a day that's dedicated to us where just something small and special and meaningful is all that mm-hmm. I need. If you want to do something over the top, that's cool too, but mm-hmm. I don't need it because like you said, a day for yeah. me to relax and just unwind for, you know, from a hectic week where I don't have to really do much. You know, for me, I have the puppy and stuff, the boys took mm-hmm. care of the dog. I didn't really have to move a muscle. And for me, that, that makes me happy. That's my, my zen, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's perfect. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you enjoyed the weekend and, and yep, yep, treated yep. well. And yes, Mother's yes. Day. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. 
So yeah, last week was about don't get catfished for our hot topics. We covered Viola Davis's prayer for her man, uh, Ashley and Michael Dobby's divorce and Shaq on his mistakes and his marriage to Shawnee. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching romance, we talked about Greed, Grace and Frankie, which I actually finished while I was <laughs> breaking this weekend, which was so good. And your new fave, Young, Famous, and African. Oh, God, yeah. That was so <laughs> Don't forget to binge watch that, y'all, if you can. Yes, it's only seven yes, episodes. Yes. So yeah, it's do real it over short. The weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, fun. it is funny. And in reading romance, I talked about Partner Track by my friend Kat Wynn and Long Long Past Summer, which is coming out by Nui Kerwin. Mm-hmm. So, you all, what are our hot topics this week, Keenan? What's going on? We missed a lot. So, we did. Yeah. We did. So, there's a couple hot topics. Now, it's not sizzling, but we got some hot topics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all love Bridgerton. And so, we don't talk too much about Queen Charlotte. We've touched on her. And we yes. love her as a queen. She's a very steely mm-hmm. queen. Strong, yes. steely woman who has her own softer side and her own secrets mm-hmm. that we saw from her husband and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the actress behind Queen Charlotte, her name is, I may mispronounce that. If, if you if you know the correct pronunciation, please do correct me. But her name is Golda Rocheville. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so she said, you know, so apparently, you know, she got some advice a long time ago from a director that she really didn't appreciate. So she she attended an award ceremony where she did accept an award um, for Bridgerton mm. for her work. And she, I believe it was for her work with Bridgerton. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll double check that. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was award for her work embodying the passion and dedication to advancing LGBTQ plus equality. Mm. Um, so that was what it was for. So she oh, is nice. a proud lesbian woman. She's been with her partner for a while. And so Golda basically said that um, she was recalling an experience when she worked with a director. It was a lesbian director. And the Mm -hmm. director urged her to just keep quiet about her sexuality in order Mm. to be successful in Hollywood. And so Golda said that she said that me and the director, who was a very openly proud lesbian woman, she was just really taken aback to get that advice from a woman who was open and proud herself. So Mm -hmm. she said in the conversation, we were talking about being out and proud and we were talking about representation Mm -hmm. and whether or not I should say that I'm gay in interviews. Mm -hmm. And the director, who she did not name, she said the director said absolutely not, that it was a terrible idea. She said, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll lose jobs, you'll lose work. People aren't, Mm -hmm. you know, aren't ready to hire a openly lesbian, an open lesbian woman of color. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rocheville said, you know, I don't care at what point in my career I am. She said, I would rather lose a job than not be true to who I am. She yes. said, I'm not work, quote, I'm, I would rather not work in an industry that doesn't accept me. It just wasn't mm-hmm. how I was raised. Um, mm. So she's been, Rochevelle has been in a long-term relationship with a playwright named Shireen Moolah for nearly a decade, for over wow. 10 years. So she said she was really confused by the director's remark. She said, quote, my sexuality is really important to me in terms of existing, like in terms of being around the campfire and knowing that I'm important. I'm as important as anyone else on the planet, she says. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically she's like, I'm not going back in the closet. Well, she didn't say back in the closet because maybe she never was. But she was like, I'm not going in the closet for anyone or not mm. for a career. She mm-hmm. said, I, I just thought it was really bad advice. This is what she told the crowd when she accepted her award and her acceptance speech. 
Yes. She said our stories, you know, as LG as an LGBTQ plus community, our stories need to be told so that we can all be, in, be included in the landscape of storytelling and imagination. Mm-hmm. When you tell your story, you're empowered when you see yourself represented. Um, so she also kind of went on to praise Bridgerton for its diverse and inclusive casting. You know, mm-hmm. she says, I'm a queer woman of color and now I'm in the living rooms of 83 million viewers and counting because they took wow. Does her being lesbian affect, you know, people watching it? Well, first of all, I didn't even know because it doesn't really matter. And no, it doesn't. It wouldn't have mattered then. So I feel like sometimes people aren't that aren't aware that we have made some progress. So that casting mm-hmm. director, maybe she said it a while ago when she thought it would matter. But she said, no, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to the closet for anyone. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So, so I know that's right. Hats off to her. My hats off to her for that. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. So other news, speaking of Shaquille O'Neal. So we did talk about his ex-wife, Shawnee O'Neal, who is engaged to a pastor. Um, so as you guys may or may not know, may or may not care, but the 10th season of Basketball Wives will be starting soon. And in addition to that, Shawnee O'Neal has landed her own spinoff series. So it's basically going to be a wedding special. It'll focus on Shawnee's engagement to her fiance, Pastor Keon Henderson. Mm. This is going to be a limited series that's going to broadcast on VH1. And of course, it'll include some women from Basketball Wives as part of her bridal party, including, um, you know, Evelyn Lozada will be on there. So Evelyn had announced last year she would not be returning to Basketball Wives for this 10th season, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. We respect Oh, her. yeah. Move on, you know, because Tammy Roman moved on is doing very, very well for herself. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, VH1 has given out several reality shows, I mean, wedding spinoffs, as has Bravo. All of the networks do that. So Evelyn Lozada had her own spinoff. I don't know if you guys remember. That was in 2012. With her then fiance Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, it was supposed to be an eight episode special, but the I think only a few episodes aired because unfortunately, you know that domestic violence situation happened, right? And right. they did opt to not continue airing the series. It just felt inappropriate and wrong to continue mm-hmm. it, and that was the right call. But but yeah, you know, Shawnee and Keon, we talked about this. They started dating in 2020. They announced their engagement last November. And so, yeah, they got their little spinoff. We'll see some of the girls from Basketball Wives, um, who Shawnee is close to. And they haven't given a date um, for bet- for the spinoff show. But as I said, the new season of Basketball Wives is starting very soon. And I'm sure that they'll kind of, you know, kind of co- collaborate with that. The time Yeah, of course like they that. are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And other reality news. So some of you guys may watch The Real Housewives of Potomac. We talked recently about Ashley Darby and Michael and their divorce, but another cast member, Janelle, Giselle Bryant, she's been in the news lately because there have been rumors of her possibly dating Peter Thomas. Now we all know Peter Thomas. What? Girl, I know. So he, wait, he wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter most famously was married to Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey. And we kind of saw the ups and downs of their marriage from the very beginning play out seasons three through nine so he was on there for several seasons he was often accused of getting the women's business and getting overly involved that's what nina used to say but you know he had his wife's back and he did enjoy being in the mix maybe it was for more camera time maybe he was just a hot dog and enjoyed it but shortly after they divorced he had to leave the show not had to leave the show but you know his presence on the show was no longer necessary so 
You know, the male housewives, they don't get a check, which was confirmed. Not hell, I'm sorry, not male housewives, but the husbands. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, Lord. But the Some husbands of our not get, right. <laughs> they would call, Nene would call him a housewife, but I, I yeah. liked Peter on the show. I didn't necessarily love him for Cindy, Cynthia, but I thought he was Me fine neither. on the show. They don't get a check, the husbands, but they get exposure. So mm. Peter was known for some of his financial problems. He often had different bars, like he had bar one and other endeavors like that. So I think for yeah. him, the show was really helpful for his his businesses and his little hustles and stuff. So unfortunately, yeah. he did have to leave the show after season nine. But he now lives in North Carolina, but he does mm-hmm. own and operate several restaurants in Charlotte, Miami, and Baltimore. And I'm sure that yeah. the show helped him kind of propel his little restaurant career. So I'm sure- Yeah, bar, um, bar yeah. one in Charlotte is doing exactly. really, really well. Okay, okay. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, basically, he also has a bar one in Baltimore, as we just discussed. And so, basically, back to the story at hand, that's where him and Giselle had been seen on several occasions while the cameras mm. for Real Housewives of Potomac are rolling. Apparently, she had visited um, his restaurant in Baltimore a couple times, and there were some pictures that emerged of them kind of booed up on the couch. And you know how that goes. And the cameras are there, reality what? stars. The cameras start snapping. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. But mm-hmm. people are saying that the pair are kind of filming their quote, new relationship for the upcoming seventh season of the show. So Giselle, this rumor was kind of out there for a couple weeks. I was going to talk about it last week, but this past week, Giselle spoke up and said, no, 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 this is 100% not true. She says that her and um, her and Peter Thomas are just friends. Yes, she does visit his little upscale lounge and restaurant, Bar One in downtown Baltimore. And yes, she's posted photos of herself at this little hot spot. But she says that they are really just homies. She's just showing love to the homie. You know, Peter will be seen on this upcoming season of, you know, Real Housewives of Potomac. But she says it's just friendly. It's just platonic. So sometimes people like to keep things under wraps until it's official, which I actually respect and think, you know, is a good idea. So who knows? You know, we'll continue to follow this story. And listen, with Giselle, she's very, very calculating. I know darn well. That if her and Peter are messing around, it's for a reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's for his exposure, for his yeah. bar or something. And or... I feel like he needs it more than her. She has oh, a very yeah. hot reality show that she's a star of. You know, mm-hmm. she had a very public cheating situation with her ex-husband. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that Peter's the best look for her. It's not. She already no. had a long-distance relationship with Jamal Bryant, and that had yeah. its struggles. You know, I think she needs to find a nice guy who's local to her. Maybe Peter's in town to manage his bar here and there. But he's also probably traveling all over. I think she needs mm-hmm. a guy who's not in the industry, who's low-key, who would just love Giselle for Giselle. But that's just me. I hope it's just a rumor. I like Giselle, and I like Peter. I don't like the idea of them together. Me neither. We'll Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other news, I just feel as podcasters, we would be remiss, you know, to not mention obviously the death of a I don't want to say fellow podcaster because I don't want to align myself with his brand. <laughs> but he was a social media quote by some looked upon as a social media guru, love relationship expert, mm-hmm. influencer. You know, he was an influencer to many. He did influence many men. But yeah, we yes. did find out that um uh What's his name? Kevin Samuel. Thank you. Mr. Samuel (laughs) passed away unexpectedly at the age of 56. So for Mm. me, this story is not a hot topic, but an important and relevant topic as we kind of approach, you know, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, May, Mm. you know. um, So just talking about health in general and Black men's health, just the importance of just taking care of yourself, getting your regular checkups, 
being active, staying healthy, because obviously I don't have any personal feelings about the loss of Kevin Samuels, but Mm-mm. I will say that the idea of a black man at age 56 healing over unexpectedly, and so no other information was released to us. So I know yeah. there's been some speculation on the streets about other things that he may have been involved in, so we mm-hmm. don't know any of those things that have been alleged, but let's just say it was a heart attack. That's scary yes. for me because obviously, you know, I have a partner, you have a partner, they're approaching mm-hmm. or in their 50s, and we don't want, you know, that kind of thing to happen, so just black men take mm-hmm. care of yourselves, Yes, live live a good life live a, mm-hmm. a positive life be a positive mm-hmm. person because I think that's all tied in just kind of mm-hmm. health care mental health what you put out there your energies I feel like all of our health you know when there's like people who hate you and you hate people that's just not good for your spirit do you know what it's I mean? really not Mm-mm. it's got to that eats fun. away at you it mm-hmm. does eat away it's why they say like when you hold on to anger just kind of sometimes forgiving frees you you don't have to yes. be obsessed with the person but it frees you so I think yes. you have a lot of toxicity in you and this is not a conversation about karma and the way you live you go no I'm not no. saying that I'm not no. saying that at all I'm Mm-mm. saying that when you I feel like when you're filled with positivity and light that that kind of somehow helps you to be a more healthy and whole person. I agree. So we have to take care of ourselves, not just our body, but just our mind and our our, our energy. So and I yeah, and I want to say as the conversation moves around uh, Kevin Samuels, I know mm-hmm. a lot of particularly men want to engage with black women. Oh, they're dying to oh because they just waiting. Yeah. Oh, the ones who are happy about him are mm, single mm, and fat and mm, and ugly. No, wrong. Please, I I just I just want to tell y'all, do not engage with these men like this. Don't even get caught. Protect your own mental health in that way. Yeah, they're waiting for y'all and us to like I think that they feel they want to put on a cape and kind of become the crusaders and carry on his legacy. So they are waiting to kind of continue with some ugliness and some just negativity. And like you said, don't get caught up in that. It's not good for you. Yeah, and I I had someone I knew, um, you know, was trying to kind of, I think they were trying to bait me into a conversation Mm -hmm. in that. And I wouldn't fall fall for it. Yes. Well, you're in Atlanta. You know, how do you feel about... Kevin Samuels girl passing. that was nothing but bait honey and, and it was baiting me and I said and I said I do not I don't have an opinion I don't yeah. you know I don't have an opinion on him whatever yeah. and they just kept trying to get me to say something and I wouldn't do it yes so I, you know just don't I, I, engage in it y'all his, his mother who I understand yes we had I, to find on out on media. social media yeah. yeah we can't all we can do our best to raise our children but whatever direction Chase and Bryce and Tegan go in, it mm-hmm. may be upholding our values and our teachings, and I pray that it is, or mm-hmm. it may not. They may take a different mm-hmm. direction and become individuals who, I'm like, I didn't raise you like that. So I pray it doesn't happen, but sometimes mm-hmm. it does. So yeah. uh, maybe Kevin's mom did the best she could by him, and he mm-hmm. had whatever influences in his life and became who he became. Yeah. But I know that, you know, a mother never stops loving their son no matter what that they is, do. That is very they true. Are. Yeah. So That's as a true. mom, my heart certainly goes out to her on the loss of a child. And mm-hmm. on having to find out through social media. And that's all Agreed. I have to say about that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, no I moms agree have to you. bury their child, no parent. Mm-hmm. So my, my heart certainly aches for her because she's hurting. And and I'm sure hearing the negative things out there is not helping. She knew her, son, not. her son was. So there's no surprise. But hopefully she's kind of avoiding social media and taking mm-hmm. care of her own peace. Her own Yes. Self. 
you know. So let's just pray for his mom, really, and in yeah. her own health and peace of mind. Yes. Because I think yes. she's a little older, and so she right. she needs to she needs to kind of you know yes. be mentally protected. She might have he might have protected her from all his nonsense, and maybe I was about to say maybe took care of her, but I heard that maybe wasn't the case. But yeah, you know, she yeah. might just thought her son is a successful guy, and I don't really know what he does, but so You're she right. isn't guilty of anything except for a right. mom who's grieving. Right. And, right. And I hope yeah. they sort out whatever financials so that mom is taken care of. Because like I said, yeah. allegedly there was some some problems and some struggles in that area mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, Lord. And so maybe the, the, the sizzling hot topic of the week that we kind of saved for last. So we're just going to touch on it. Do you want to introduce it? Or I, sure, I sure, I sure do. I sure do. Talk about it. Because we've talked about this person on the podcast in the past and stuff like that. So the last time we talked about Jesse Williams, we talked about his struggles with his wife and yes. her um, and the uh, child support. Yes. And um, I ain't going to lie, after this week, I kind of realized why she's going crazy. But um, <laughs> oh, what? Anyway, uh, if you don't know, Jesse Williams has left uh, Grey's Anatomy and he's taking a turn on Broadway. He's and, returning and, at some point, right? He's returning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's returning okay, he's uh, in the finale. Yeah, he's on a yeah. hiatus. He's coming okay. back for the finale. But um, he is uh, take, took a break to go and pursue his, his dream of acting on stage. He's never done that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he's acting in Take Me Out, which is a revival of a play about a biracial gay baseball player mm-hmm. who is like a superstar in his field think like Derek Jeter or David mm-hmm. Justice or somebody like that who comes out on a team and sort of the the struggles of that so it's about masculinity that's and super cool sex, I love sex, sex, it, it's really cool it's sexuality mm-hmm. and all this stuff right mm-hmm. um and matter of fact this week he just got a nomination for a Tony award for that Ooh. role so mm-hmm. congratulations to him mm-hmm. but the play also has a very long and in-depth nude scene with most of the cast that goes nude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually right before this whole leak happened, because the news got leaked and I'll get to that, he was actually on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen and they were talking about the nude scenes and stuff. And he's the only actor, I think there's another Hispanic guy on the on the um cast as well mm-hmm. but he's the only one that's like black and whatever but but Jesse Williams identifies as a black man okay for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes mm-hmm. um and so they were acting acting and like <laughs> and he was asking them questions like you know do you have to like fluff it up or whatever <laughs> before you get out <laughs> on stage and stuff like that and, and all the white guys no tea no shade all the white guys was like yeah you know I gotta do what I gotta do Jesse was mute he didn't say a word. He was just like, and he didn't he even like, know this leak was about to happen, right? Did not know. Did not know. But let me tell you something. This is good for him. I know. I know. I know. Listen. I know it's bad, y'all. I know it's bad. Mm-hmm. On the uh, so what happened was that there's a nude scene. He's in a shower. He's soaking wet. He he's he he was totally naked. And that someone you're not supposed to have cameras. They they take the cameras from you. And you pick up your camera after the show, right? Yeah. Or your or your phone or whatever after the show. But this person had a snuck a phone in Ooh, and record and recorded him um in this in this very famous nude scene where there's like a, there's like a shower on him. He's supposed to be in the yes. shower. So so he's wet, he's drenched. Oh my god, the image. Oh my god. I just gotta yeah, take a break. But anyway, very jarring image. It was it was, it was it was very jarring. He's a well endowed man. So he is it was, very well very positively. 
I know that the criticism, of course, was I don't know so much about him feeling violated in a personal way, but just I that's think, one violated. I, I think, yeah, people, yeah, people were them. saying that the criticism really stems from a one a violation of copyright of the show because you're not right. supposed to have the you know a, yeah. a video. Also, that you know it's a it's it's Jesse's bodily autonomy. So mm-hmm. you know he he's nude for the show. He's nude for the patrons who come to the show. He's not agreeing he, to be lewd and leaked all over social media. Right, he's not agreeing to okay. be nude and leaked on social media. However, every person who's had that role that he's in had their nudes have been leaked. So he so, kind of knew that it was a possibility. Because there was a possibility so because, because <laughs> I didn't before, know that. Right, right before <laughs> before he did this, Gayus Sunjata, who's also mm-hmm. very good looking. Man, um, and, and, and a biracial actor as well. Is James not a biracial? I think he is a biracial actor as well. Um, well, he's not, I don't know if he's biracial, he's very light skinned, mm-hmm. but he had his news from that show leaked as well. Okay, um, he's a very good looking man. I can't say yeah. he in the same league with the you know what, as right, um, right, <laughs> as mm-hmm. Jesse. But let me tell you something, I you know. I think you can sit in the. I think I think I'm I'm in the position and I'm sitting there as a human being in a position of, yeah, it's foul that this man's, you know, work is being leaked like this because yeah. you as a as a paying patron to see the show, you should go yeah. pay to see this man. Be yeah, there, okay? absolutely, because that's like the big reveal, what people look forward to. So don't be yeah, right. And, and, it, and, it, and it's part of the although it's this, I think, will show. help the numbers. I don't think it's gonna hurt. Oh, this. absolutely. If somebody this, was on the honey, fence about this, getting that ticket, this will put that sale <laughs> on the Listen, So this is good publicity. This, it's just very right. sorted the way it happened. Yeah, it's very sorted. I and know it's, it's you know not the, so though we it may have enjoyed every minute of it, we're not co- commending this behavior. That's all. No. Right. Well, maybe you not, but, <laughs> but, but I'm just kidding. I, I just oh, I, I I want to have a dialogue about it, and I talk yeah. about it on my TikTok, and I put it on our um our Instagram page. But you know, Jesse's spoken out about it, how he feels, his reaction. His I he, honestly before that he they were talking about the goosies and stuff. He's like, it's just a body, it's just a penis. I don't care. Wait, you know, he said he, this in reaction to the yeah, or in reaction no, but before just his reaction to reaction to his role and being okay. nude. Yeah, because so, I, I never knew this was news to me that they do like full nudity. Oh yeah, full nudity on Broadway. There are there are tons of plays. Block, there are know. tons of plays with full nudity. Like I was telling somebody, there's okay. Equus and Hair and Spring Awakening, and a lot of these plays that have full nudity. So okay. it's not it's not strange, but it's it is contained to. The people that are in the audience with their phones, when they mm-hmm. have plays like this, they take the cell phones, the cameras, and all that stuff away, right? Yeah. Um. And so, kind of like when you go to a sketch class for an artist who's posing, right? Movies, it's like right. yes, they're Same comfortable thing. with their body to the extent that they expect it to be used mm-hmm. in an and artistic it's supposed to be way artistic and contained way, yeah. in the class. They are not mm-hmm. okay with it necessarily. Pictures leaking on so that's such a violation of the community of artists and the yes, yes, and, and the models. So I, I yeah. get it. Because I think in the beginning, I was kind of, it was hard for me to understand and separate. Like, well, he knew he was nude on this thing. So why mm-hmm. does he hear people know that? Mm-hmm. No, he was being nude for his own creative artistic purposes. And it's, it's and, quite, yeah. it is quite different from for having sure. my personal nudes. Yeah. Fit to my boyfriend's yeah. leaked out. You know what and I mean? And so maybe I was kind of like, but it wasn't that. He agreed to be mm-hmm. nude in, in a different context. So I was like, isn't it worse if you have nudes in your ex's phone and they leak them? But mm-hmm. no, they're both like, they both they're should have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so people People are also having a conversation around well, y'all women are like hypocrites and mm. blah 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 blah. And but but honestly, because if the females, roles were on the other reverse, yeah, like yeah, you're choosing the yeah. other foot, you'd be all protective of the woman. How dare that happen? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But but at the same time, 
we can examine that the female gaze and the male gaze are quite drastically different in some ways. They're all wrapped up in the same bull crap, but it can be different in some ways. But I will say this, I was sitting squarely in the middle of, oh my God, this is a violation. And oh my God, he is, he is blessed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's funny because sometimes we have stereotypes and even as a black woman, <laughs> I have my own stereotypes. So if you look this way, this might be what this looks like and that, and it's, it's not true. So don't assume because your man is big black Manzingo that his mm-hmm. package is a Manzingo mm-hmm. package. Cause it may or may not be. Don't assume very, because yeah. you're whatever quote unquote look pretty boy, whatever you looking like or biracial that your package is a certain way because maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. I might mm-hmm. not say that it may not lean toward those stereotypes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't have enough of a poll in this dating this kind of <laughs> said poll. I don't have enough data. <laughs> but I will say oh. that size and looks can surprise you. I, mean, I don't even oh. know if the hand and foot thing is consistent. No, of course I don't want to give personal examples of mm-hmm. like my ex was this size and he was I'm not going to do that. Please but don't. I will say that you can't rely on that either. You can't no, you cannot. Looks, complexion, you cannot. height, hands, nothing. You nothing. just have to wait and see. And then, <laughs> Why and then, did I say okay. it like that? Unwrap the package when you're there. When you get I don't to know why place. you said it like that. that. Dramatic. But, <laughs> but the thing is this, I think I think it's okay to be have a humanic reaction to it. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't feel like we should shame people for being like, why you look at it? Why you? Right. I mean, yeah. he's he's Jesse Williams. He's an attractive, sexy man. Yeah, he was he's an attractive man. One of the, he's voted one of the sexiest yeah. men in America. That's so like if not, another heart, little sex symbol, heartthrob. Whether it's a Michael Ealy or a Morris Chestnut, I don't know who the girls like Idris Elba. If they leak, Michael B. Jordan, because yeah. yeah that's like damn the the leaks are the ones that we didn't want to see, and so that's <laughs> right. I'm not turning my head. Right. Right, you know, right, to right. Be, to be noble, no. Right, right. I be, I mean, it's okay to have a human reaction to this. Yeah. I don't want people to feel shame yeah. around it or shame around. Yeah, being around. Am I gonna treat it. you differently or oogle you or try to touch you when mm-hmm. I see you because that yeah. happens? No, there's yeah. some people who might or sexes who might. You know, some men mm-hmm. can't control themselves. I'm just gonna look and appreciate, and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's also also men need to keep in mind just because we looked at Jesse Williams don't mean we want to see yours. And so please don't start with <laughs> So please don't start with that. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Don't but do yes, that. God, God bless Jesse Williams. I hope he's mm-hmm. having a wonderful day. <laughs> well, he was day. nominated for his Tony this week, and then this mm-hmm. happened. So he's having an interesting yeah. week. That's for he's sure. Having a, I, know he's probably like, well, yeah. I, I know he's probably like, God damn. Has he moved <laughs> on into another relationship or no? Because you know it might be better if he's not. I think this is the kind of thing that might have made his is. wife so mad when it I don't, Girl, you know it would have. So this I, is I probably think, better if he's single now. I, I think he's single. I don't, I've never, I don't, I haven't heard any rumors mm-hmm. of him seeing anyone or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think he's very much committed to this role in Broadway <laughs> and work right now. Yeah. And you know, for him to be fine, an activist, good looking, and then have all that. That's and a much. huge penis? God damn. That's like <laughs> a full threat. That is usually lacking in one. And trust me when I say a lot of times a man's good looking and has a little money and all that, but there's something lacking. I mean, it may be that he's well endowed in this and doesn't have that. I mean, he could be an asshole. We don't know this man. He could be a complete. He really could be. He really that might be the thing, yeah. That that might be the thing. thing. But on the surface of us seeing his activism Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, we're like, oh, okay. Wow. 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 But anyway, you know, this goes out to Jesse Williams and Jesse Williams only. Hey boo. Hey, big head, how you doing? 
pun intended or no pun intended? No pun intended. Oh, okay. You sure and slept. No, no, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Okay. But yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, you guys, that that was that was a pretty hot topic for the yeah, week, for the yeah. day. Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. that we ended on a very hot topic. So yes, very simply. But y'all don't go don't don't go look at it. But if y'all do, his, he he spelled his name J E S S. And you can always find it on Twitter. Now I don't know now with the new hands off and ownership of Twitter. If we will yeah, always I don't be know. able to rely on Twitter for our little yeah. videos and and footage and stuff, yeah, but for now Twitter know. is still the go to. That might be the yeah, only place. Other places can't really show it, but Twitter you yeah, can always. We don't, we don't know if Elon Musk could do it to you know. You know, mm-hmm. also B Scott will have y'all too. So you know, shout oh, out okay, to B Scott. Okay, B Scott, we can always count on him. Got we can always count on on, on B Scott <laughs> to, to produce the the, 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 uh, the links. But anyway, <laughs> but J E S S E. I'm not telling y'all to go look, but I'm just saying <laughs> if y'all if y'all do. All right, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with our topic, which is about self care and mental health for this mental health May. So you all take a break and come back and join us. All right, everyone. And we are back. So Yakiti, our resident psychologist, we're going to talk about self-care in our month of May, mental health May. So let's talk about some things that we can do for self-care and improving our lives. Our lives, yeah. Yeah, so. Because self-care is about improving your physical and your mental health. So I think that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of it. It's like you're taking care of yourself mentally. You're taking care of yourself physically. It's just overall wellness. And Mm -hmm. self-care, it can mean so many different things for so many different people. But Mm -hmm. what it really means for all of us is it's going to help you manage your stress help you lower your risk of illness. It helps you increase your energy. So self-care is just wonderful. It just really means taking the time to do the things that help you feel good, help you be happy, help you live well. There's just Mm -hmm. so many, so many benefits. I recently did a video on my Instagram, IONYC Home. I called it Self-Care Sunday. And I just kind of shared a few little things that I do on my Sunday or really on my weekend to kind of just woosah, like relax Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. the week and to prepare for the upcoming week. And people just really received it well. And it's kind of like, I think we all have our own forms of self-care and maybe we need to do more of it. But yeah, let's talk about self-care, what it looks like. We're going to share some ideas, but I want to say that self-care can look so different for everyone. It's what works for you. So while we share these ideas and we'll talk about kind of things that work for us, I encourage you to, to try them or not to do what mm-hmm. we say or do the opposite. Like, for example, this is not on my list that we're going to share today, but I know I read a lot of different books and articles about self-care. And it's so funny because a lot of times I see like self-care, a number one thing you need to unplug, give yourself a social media break, turn off your phone and enjoy your day and do this. And, that. and for some people that is self-care. That is so important. But right. for me, it is the complete opposite. See, for me, social media is such a nice way to kind of enjoy a a mindless activity that is not stressful, a very mm-hmm. busy, hectic week. I love to just lay on my bed, have a little show on in the background, and I'm just scrolling social media, having a little kiki. I think social media and unplugging can be self-care. If social media is ever toxic for you, if you're someone who gets caught up in message boards and Facebook conversations and you are getting, you carrying on, like for for you, it might help to unplug and take a step back and that is your Mm -hmm. self-care. Or if you're someone who often feels bad because you're looking at the social media models and they look great and it makes you feel inferior. 
boundary. Like if that's social media for you, then I say you take a break and step back because self-care for you might be unplugging and giving it a break. But if for you, self, if social media for you is looking at, you know, what's that website uh, with the, the, the boards of things, Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. Pinterest. for me, I don't do Pinterest, but I like to look at Instagram and home decor or watch Mm -hmm. silly TikToks or things that make me think for me, that is my way of like, Oh my goodness, what a relaxing day with no real commitment and obligation. And I'm looking at something. So, so self-care, I guess I mean to say for for one person, it's unplugging and, and leaving all social media alone for another. It might be spending the time scrolling through your phone in a mindless way and just enjoying it. So take our list with a grain of salt and do what works for you. But the important Mm -hmm. thing is that you are doing things that are for you, not for someone else, not self-care through caring for someone else, not self-care through being a good mommy or a good auntie or good wife, Mm -hmm. but self-care for you, the little things that make a difference. So let's dive right on in, child. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that about social media. I know for me, um, Mm -hmm. and and I think this goes to the first, topic mm-hmm. um i had to take a break from social media from looking at fitness people okay because it, it can become me, too much it made me feel so self-conscious about my body mm-hmm. and, and, and especially when you see a mom and she done had twins and they okay she's snapping yeah. back you know yeah. what i mean and that's an stuff. example yeah. of self-care for you but it might it might not even be all social media it might be like i'm not going to look at maybe the fitness videos help me in the exactly. beginning to kind of shape my little workout plan me. but i'm mm-hmm. not going to keep looking at them because then i'm going to be questioning well why why don't my results look like that well how exactly that well did she have any me. work or is this work done or is this all just her doing these damn curls and all this stuff <laughs> but right because i've been doing it for six weeks and i still look there and say so yeah right. i absolutely if you know it's triggering for you give it a break mm-hmm. doesn't have to be you give it up for good but when you're doing your self-care for you that might be when you you pull back but like mm-hmm. you said physical exercise physical activity that's kind of like an important way to promote that physical wellness that's tied in with mental wellness so they say mm-hmm. up to 30 minutes a day of walking or just movement can boost your mood and improve your health. And if yep. you're not able to do 30 minutes, maybe you don't have the luxury of leaving your home for 30 minutes because you have little ones. Or maybe you don't have the stamina to physically move for 30 minutes, but you can do 10 or 15. Right. They say to do that. Like even small amounts can add up. You can increase <clears throat> a little bit every day. For my birthday, I asked my mom as an early birthday present. I think I may have shared this. I'm sure I did. Or maybe I didn't. But she got me this bike, honey. I picked it on Amazon. It was so cute. Pink and white. I don't know why I'm talking about it like it's in the past tense. I'm looking at it right now. And it has my waist trainer hanging from it. But anyway. um, But yeah, she bought me this cute little bike. And I said, oh, I'm going to do this amount every day. And it's going to be bomb. And I'm going to get myself together. Child, I think I said... Because Peter at the time told me, do if you do an hour a day, three times a week, by the summer, you're going to be looking. I said, oh, an hour, three times a week? I heard the three times a week. I said, I can do that. <laughs> I thought she was supposed to work out every day. So I like, child, I got on that bike. I think I did. I might have done like two to three minutes. And I almost died. It was like, oh my I God. thought it was my legs burning. I thought I was going to have I had to keep stopping. I, I did 20 minutes, but it was not a 20 consecutive minutes. I had to stop right. every few minutes to look down at this bike. Like, are you serious? Like, are you saying? Yeah, you have to yeah. build up to that. You yeah, got to build you get, up. You I, yeah. I, I said, I can't believe I was going to do an hour. I laughed at myself. 
So the 20 minutes was hard. I can't say I've done it consistently enough for the 20 minutes to get mm-hmm. easier, but I try mm-hmm. not to do less than that. Since I did it once, I was like, you could do it again, Heifer. But yeah, self-care is just doing a little bit as much as you can handle. There's nobody, well, I'm not going to say there's nobody in my room judging me because sometimes my kids come in judging me. But, you know, I try to close <laughs> my little door, turn on my fan and do what I can do. And, mm-hmm. and if I can do 20 minutes, I do it. If I can do more for that day, I can't do as much. But I will say this, when I do it, I feel good about myself because oh, when yeah. I skip it, I feel like a little sad. And like I said, I turned 43. I got to start doing my little exercise. This is right mm-hmm. here. I can come up with every excuse in the world, Tatiana, about why I can't get to this gym and I can't afford <laughs> yep. that and I'm busy after work. I literally yep. have to staying five steps from my bed. So mm-hmm. in a way, I'm disgusted when I can't get on it. But I try mm-hmm. to be forgiving of myself and just encourage myself to do it. And I will say when I when I don't do it, I try not to punish myself. But when I do it, mm-hmm. I feel really, really good about myself. So I, I think oh, it's yeah. very true that doing a little bit of physical exercise can just make you really feel proud of yourself. And mm-hmm. it makes me feel good. What about oh, you? Yeah. I know when you t- before you turned 43, you really started to get more active. You've been oh, showing yeah. some bomb results. And yeah. how is that going? And this is it's no pressure. Really, oh, no, it's fine. It's going really, really well. Um, like I said, I checked in with my doctor. Okay. And like, it's it, because of the exercise, because of being, being more mindful of what I eat and, and put into my body, mm-hmm. you know, I'm able to like wean myself off the blood pressure medicines. And go oh down. my God, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, I do 30 to 40 minutes, four times a week. I don't do anything crazy I just I've been doing yeah. a lot of walking yeah. and I just lift my little dumbbells I'll do like a little walking program yeah. you know yeah. or something yeah. like that little old people little old people yeah. walking with the little weights and stuff I've been yeah. doing that and, it, and yeah. it's, it's been it's been really really helpful for it's me helpful. and I drink yeah and I drink tons of water I drink water I think it's important to set realistic goals for yourself yeah, realistic. and, and, and not, not be trying to do no crazy Pilates and all this crap that you, you might mm-hmm. see on social media if mm-hmm. walking works for you and if there's a goal at the end like I do more walking in the summer and spring and what I like about my neighborhood is like several several blocks down there's a little shopping like a little Burlington and Marshalls little things mm-hmm. I like so mm-hmm. I head that way because I know there's a goal to look forward to so even when yeah. I'm tired I could drive there and I usually do but when I'm like no I'm a walk and there's like a little extra pep in my step because mm-hmm. I know I'm about to reach like the, the prize and that's exciting. So I'm not going mm-hmm. shopping crazy because I don't have my car and right. I don't want to have a bunch of bags. So I may mm-hmm. just look, cause you know, for us women or maybe people, we, we don't even need to buy nothing. We could just go in the pillow and, yeah. and sniff some candles and rough, mm-hmm. rifle our fingers through some pillows and that's self care there. And I can walk. Yeah. Home. Yeah. But you know, yeah. And then I walk home and if I bought something, there's that little extra pep in my step because I'm going to go home and unwrap it and put it in the, house or whatever so that's Mm. like walking is realistic for me and also dancing like when I get into my little mood I can put on my little YouTube and dance and before Mm. you know it you've been dancing with the for 30 minutes so I Mm. think that the form of physical activity needs to work for you because for me I know it feels like work or when it's like some you know kind of routine or highly structured aerobic thing I'm I'm not committed to it because my heart is not in it but right, when I'm enjoying right. it, like a walk or, or a dance, my heart is in it. So I, for me, yeah. yeah, for me, I didn't want to have like this crazy financial commitment. Yeah. And because also I'm trying to self-care for me is getting my finances together. Yes. Right? Yes. So yes. I didn't want to like pay for a gym membership and all this yeah. stuff. So I bought the little, you know, a very small, some very small things, little weight bars, little, you know, little yeah. small things I could put in my garage. I have a TV in my garage. 
I go down there, I close the garage. It's like it's like a like a little small CrossFit for me. And I get in there and I, you know, do the walking, I do the yoga, I I do the weight. I feel like we if you're motivated to work out, you don't need a gym membership because that's thirty or forty dollars or however low they try to get it for you. That adds too expensive. Now Mm -hmm. I know that I hear some people say, Well, I know that I can save the money and get equipment at home because I have a basement or whatever, but they're like but you know I'm not gonna mm -hmm. do it if it's at home. But Mm -hmm. I if I go out and somebody's pushing me, I do it. So if that's you I respect that like you know who you are if you know you're only going to work out if you're outside the house the house and you have a trainer yelling at you right then do right. for me mm-hmm. I know if I buy a gym membership it's going to just give me, I'm just not going to do it especially in the way right. home so because right. I'm home body and home is my happy zen safe place I know mm-hmm. I need to have everything on my fingertips here and I would be yeah. more likely to work out here than if I paid for a gym membership because for me I just wasted the money and threw it away it won't be the first yeah. time money so yeah for me for me buying super expensive like equipment like a big fancy treadmill or a peloton or something like that it's gonna collect dust after a while yeah and 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 it's funny you said that because that's why i picked out a little bike from amazon that was probably under 150 (laughs) it's cute pink Mm -hmm. and white but Mm -hmm. i i could have gone straight for the hardcore peloton or whatever them things i wouldn't have done that because i'm not stupid Mm -hmm. i know myself but i did not want to get even a mid-level four or five hundred dollar bike because i wanted to see if i was really going to be committed to this so i get a little inexpensive thing and see if i follow through on this and then i can Mm -hmm. step it up but i feel like this for me is plenty i ain't using it like that i'm trying but I would be kicking myself if I myself or had asked a family member to spend that much money and I'm sitting yeah. here staring at it with my stuff hanging on it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. use it after this podcast just because I'm in the mood <laughs> yeah. now. But yeah, I, I think that, like you said, start with something affordable for you and then mm-hmm. build up and add to it. If you into it, keep adding on to your home gym and stuff. You mm-hmm. also talked about how you've been drinking more water, staying mm-hmm. hydrated, mm-hmm. And, and just eating healthier overall. And so oh, eating yeah. healthier, regular balanced meal, drinking a lot of water, that also helps to improve your energy, helps you focus throughout the day, you know, helps to clear your skin up and just other benefits of the whole looking mm-hmm. good, feeling good. Mm-hmm. They talk about self-care in terms of limiting caffeinated beverages, such as a lot of soft drinks or coffee. I say do those things in moderation. Don't give it up. And that's not what they're saying. I agree. Because self-care might be enjoying your one cup or two cups of coffee in the morning or whatever you have. So I would say continue to enjoy that. Just don't Yes, I have to have a cup in the morning. Yeah. And, and, and also coffee regulates your bowels. It I sure mean, not does. to be gross, but it no, regulates it does. your as bowels. As soon as I have coffee, I'm, gonna, I'm going to be back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, out. it helps you. It helps you go in there. It actually helps you lose weight. So yeah. if, you, if you get a coffee and they also have the, what they call keto bomb coffee. Where you like put like like a little bit of like keto creamer in it or whatever, okay. mm-hmm. and it helps kind of boost the energy and metabolism in the morning. Mm-hmm. It'll help you like kind of burn fat and you'll like you know go. Yeah. So, so it's not bad. Coffee. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. sitting down in the morning with the the curtains open and letting the light stream in and making my coffee. Like that's honestly one of the highlights of my morning and my weekend because I don't sit mm-hmm. down with a cup of coffee at the table on the weekdays. I may grab a coffee from a Dunkin' Donuts and I'm sipping it at my desk as I start my day. It is not the same. It is not right. just making it at home in your coffee mm-hmm. maker and enjoying it and thinking about how you're going to luxuriate and spend your weekend. So yeah, right. don't give right. it up. Just don't, don't get crazy with it and don't overdo it. And mm-hmm. increasing your water is good, but mm-hmm. I love the third one. And I tease my boys all the time. You're going to appreciate this so much more when you're older because right now y'all don't. But it talks <laughs> about this making sleep a priority. Just kind of sticking to a schedule, Mm -hmm. make sure you're getting enough sleep, Um, 
Make sure your room isn't too lit up with things if you need a sleep mask to help you sleep. Because some of us have a lot of light and windows in our room, which is very nice, but it can disrupt your sleep if you have devices all mm-hmm. over your room with blue screens and flashing and all this carrying on. Just mm-hmm. find a way. You know how that hotel experience with them dark curtains, you can sleep till 2 p.m. Oh my God, it's the best sleep. sleep. Girl, Jesus. the best. Mm. Right. Them heavy drapes. I'm not saying you need the, the light darkness drapes or whatever, but figure out how you can just maximize your sleep. Go to bed at a reasonable time. I feel like every year I turn older, I go to sleep earlier and I love it. If I could <laughs> yep. go to sleep at 8 30 p.m. every night, I would. It's just that it's not always realistic for me. But I just love sleep, child. I it's can't funny that. when I was when I was single, girl, I would go to sleep so damn early. I it's, like my mom used to call me, be like, I know you're not in the bed. It's eight o'clock. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm in the bed. She was like, Wow, okay. Sleep makes you more beautiful too. Because you just more rested, them dark under eye circles. I love sleep. I love it's, sleep. But now I because I'm I you know, I write after I, you know, after I finish yeah. work. I'm, I'm writing and I'm yeah. trying to get pigging the yeah. down. Then I find myself I'm not going to bed until nine. Yeah. Sometimes eleven o'clock. Yeah, it's a luxury and that we don't always it's have. A, you know, it's a luxury I don't always have, but I do make it a priority to like but, not have on these screens yeah, and yeah. sleep with TV on and all that stuff. Yeah. And I gotta get my daughter in the in the habit of that too because yeah. she is so addicted to the doggone tablet. I need yeah. to like same together, with my but, kids. Same. It's mm-hmm. hard as working parents to not it really is. help to foster that addiction, especially when they see us in front of a, di- a device all the time. Even if it's mm-hmm. a Kindle and you're actually reading to them it's just a device Mm -hmm. but to that end practicing a relaxing activity kind of figuring out some kind of um, activity it can help relax us in the evening it's something you can practice during the day or even on a daily basis as you operate throughout your day I enjoy Mm -hmm. mindfulness it's something that I've taught and practiced myself for over a decade and it's just so Mm -hmm. calming so relaxing it's kind of like meditation but in a more guided way and just kind of being present in the moment kind of stopping and smelling the roses if you will and I think it's Mm -hmm. also a very spiritual experience like for some people you know you have the church and that's very meaningful to you and prayer Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how you get your centering and so that's Mm -hmm. fine that could be what they mean by try a relaxing activity if you're not someone who is into the organized religion that's why I suggested like mindfulness or just kind of meditation and just finding it could just be Mm -hmm. sitting listening to some nice calming music you know on your deck or in your backyard just breathing in the sunshine and the fresh air or or your porch and rocking in the chair but Mm -hmm. just schedule times to enjoy these relaxing activities could be journaling you can do it alone you can do it with a partner or a friend do you have any kind of like relaxing activity? I don't know if your writing is relaxing or stressful or both. <laughs> right now it's like stressful, people. but okay. right now it's a little stressful. <laughs> but when I, when, when, let's say I have a good idea and I get in the groove, it can be okay. relaxing. Mm. But for me, I paper journal and I and I and Ooh, I, I also and I also have a paper planner. So you know, I have the planner and I organize. I have stickers and I have. Okay all that stuff so it's very relaxing and self-care for me I try to plan every week I have a theme every week that I do and I write my you know times I'm going to exercise I write I put like what I'm going to have for meals all that stuff is I love your people I like how you use the stickers and accessories it reminds me of when I was up to collect and sticker books and albums and writing and Mm. journaling and I just think it's so special and you can look at it and I just love it some people use a tablet their little tablet pen to write on it and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's a lost art to write it out as you described yeah it is and and, and when I yeah when I see it 
physically see it like on my desk, my journal. It, I mean, my um planners open. Mm-hmm. It it feels. I feel like it makes me more accountable. Yeah. Um, when I see it and I've already taken the time to like plan it out and all that stuff, then yeah. it makes it it makes it like more accountable. Like, Absolutely. oh my god, you wrote it down. You need Absolutely. to do it. it makes you sense. know, like today, like today, I put workout time to sweat. Uh cardio and weights and I actually did it so I mean it was I mean it's, That's it's awesome. about that tonight I put right 15 uh, just 15 minutes because I knew I had the podcast so I thought yeah. I was going to write yeah. for 15 minutes yeah. So all of that's in there. Exactly what you're describing. They talk Mm -hmm. about how setting goals and priorities are really important. Kind of deciding what must get done now and what can wait. Learning to say no to some new task or obligation if you feel like you're taking on too much. It's just really being mindful of what you've accomplished by the end of the day and and being thoughtful about what you weren't able to accomplish and why Mm -hmm. and maybe how you can reorganize and structure your day a little differently. I love how you said, well, you know, tonight's a busy night. It's the podcast and your other Mm -hmm. usual nighttime routine with your family. So you only allotted the 15 minutes to Right. If you go over, mm-hmm. fine, but you're not going to put an hour because then if you don't reach oh, no. goal, you may feel like you didn't reach a goal. It's better right. to achieve that goal because you made it small and manageable and exceed mm-hmm. it and feel good about that. And Absolutely. just being able to say no. I feel like it took me to maybe my 30s before I became comfortable really speaking up and saying no and not taking things on. If you're someone like me who always was a people pleaser and wanting to help and do more in this, it is very hard to say no. If you're someone who's strong mm-hmm. and confident from the beginning, you could always say no. You may not relate to this, but it is a hard mm-hmm. for a person who's a who's that personality to say no. And so it just felt so good and so empowering when I started being able to really set limits and say, no, I can't do this. I can't take this on. I'm stretched. I would love to be able to help you. However, I'm really stretched. I've got a lot on my plate. So I'm going to pass for now. And if anything changes, I will let you know. And that could be for accepting an invitation to an event, to Mm -hmm. participating in a project at work or in your personal life be able to say no and set those limits so the only time I feel guilty about that sometimes is because like my family will ask me my extended family mm-hmm. will ask me well come do this or come do that and then I'm like well dang I'm doing the week I don't have time yeah. to like do yeah. x y and z and yeah. sometimes it's activities that I'm really not that interested in yeah yeah um and so I feel this guilt because I'm like oh I don't see my so, cousins that often so. I don't see my aunt that often yeah you know what am I doing blah blah yeah. blah and then you know sometimes I gotta be like no and then, like, particularly last year, I stretched myself so thin with the writing and the mentorship and then the podcast and then yeah. doing this and all this, blah, blah, blah. And then on top of that, doing sorority stuff, one of them had to let, I had to let go. So this year, yeah. I was, it was the sorority stuff. And I said, okay, I can't do that anymore. And that's the self-care it's the like, yeah, it's self care piece. Like, yeah, you may not be able because especially if every now and then they don't ask you all the time, so you are going to mm-hmm. maybe overextend yourself because it's family. But right, thinking in a, a way you can in the future shave some of it back. I think that right there was the self care piece. So mm-hmm. you realize that for that year you maybe did a little too much. What is something that mm-hmm. I can just shave off? And if mm-hmm. I can have a little free time to help out every now and then, I will. But this is not something that is my that I have to do. And I, you know, like some things like family obligations, we're going to do those things, but right, but right, right. Can even get too much and you can figure that out. But I like the idea that you made a decision going into this year that you were going to cut back. And, that, and then the main thing, and the main thing I told myself was if it does not pay me or will pay me in the yeah, end, yeah. I work towards something that's going to pay me, then I'm not yeah. going to do it. I, I yeah. didn't think money was a motivator, no, but, but if it was, true. if I was doing yeah. free labor, for something that I could not do it so you have to 
define what in this moment is your priority. We just can't say mm-hmm. yes to everything. We can't exactly. say exactly. Yeah. They talk about some other things that are just good for your mind, good for your overall wellness, practicing gratitude, reminding mm-hmm. yourself of the things that you're grateful for and being specific. You know, you journal, mm-hmm. you write in a, you know, planner, writing down those things at night, replaying them in your mind, what you're grateful for, just kind of enjoying and basking in those little triumphs. Maybe you paid off a small bill and you just feel really mm, good. Yeah. about it. You're getting mm-hmm. one step closer to your financial goals. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever good news it is, enjoy it, bask in it, and just re- remind yourself, especially on the days when the days are rough and you got to remember those triumphs because we do have triumphs, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And That's to that end, one. really focusing on the positivity in your life, identifying mm-hmm. and challenging your negative and unhelpful thoughts. Not to say to brush them under the rug and don't deal with them, but they can't absorb all our thoughts altogether. Just remembering the mm-hmm. things we're grateful about remembering the positivity and the triumphs and those negative things are there. I know for me, when I have negative things or obstacles, I am also someone who likes to write things out and figure them out. So I may allow myself some time to wallow in it and be sad and be upset. Mm -hmm. And then I say, you know what, Yakini? Okay, let's now, what's the plan? What are you going to do? What is the solution? Mm -hmm. It's not jumping to solution without thinking through it, but just kind of like, okay, here you have this credit card and the debt feels overwhelming. What's your plan to tackle it? Small Right. Little stuff to the end. So yeah, Mm -hmm. trying to focus on the positive and just not dwelling in the negative and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then of course, about just staying connected to family and friends who can provide emotional support, who can help you in your your up your goals of self care. You know, self care just can look different for everyone. So I think it's important, like I said at the beginning, is that you kind of take what you get from this and find out what works for you. Find out what you need, what you enjoy. For me, self-care is my home being home. I like to be home so much. And that's kind of why I focus on like my home being beautiful, beautiful to me, making mm-hmm. sure it's decorated and nice because I don't want right. to need to get my Zen. I don't want to have to go. I like to go to the beach and when I can, I'll do it. But I, I like to make in the spring and summer, my patio look like a tropical oasis. So when I step out mm-hmm. there, I feel like I'm away on a coastal vacation or on the beach. Right. You know, I like to decorate my home inside so I don't have to go away to the Hamptons. I like it to look, have like a nautical Hamptons. So because I like to spend 75% of my time at home, that is how, that is what I pour my heart and my resources into. So my, my little Instagram account is my way of kind of self-care and zen and relaxing because it's making my surroundings Beautiful. And when it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and clean, I feel good. Um, And if your self-care is like the outdoors, then maybe you build in ways to be outside and cycle and mountain climb and do all of those things. So I think, like they said, the important thing is to figure out what self-care looks like for you so you can create and build upon those opportunities to have, you know, to to do more self-care and stuff. What about Mm -hmm. you? What is your takeaway and stuff? You know what? I, when you were saying something about staying connected, I also think being self a part of self care is remaining disconnected from some people. Okay. Yeah. Um, listen, if these people are going to drag you down, or if yeah. some, including family members, because guess what? They are toxic too. Sometimes they can be toxic yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. If these people yeah. are going to drag you down and bring your energy down, that's practicing self-care is maybe distancing yourself from somebody and being and saying hey that you're not I can't have you in my circle right now absolutely you know I can't you know and and you you know what sometimes you don't even have to have an explanation 
just you know yeah. cut, cut it off you know if it's you don't if like it doesn't the serve you of social media if it doesn't mm-hmm. make you feel good don't have it around you i don't care if they're mm-hmm. your family or your blood if you have to mm-hmm. see them at the cookout over the summer or the wedding or whatever that's fine yeah you can tolerate that but if they're not good for your mind and your body and your spirit then limit those interactions not Absolutely. to go the kevin samuels thing but he wasn't one of my favorite people. And I, I always was very disdainful of what I would hear him say. But the funny mm-hmm. thing is, I never heard, I never ever heard a full Kevin Samuels podcast or recording. And the reason why is because I intentionally never went to his, I don't even know if he mm-hmm. had a YouTube or a blog or what. I never, yeah. I knew the things he said because every now and then the shade room of Bossup would share a little snippet. Like I saw that little mm-hmm. snippet of him interviewing Future when Future said how much he spent. And I laughed at that because that was funny mm-hmm. to me. But you mm-hmm. know, anything I ever saw of him was accidental because I was scrolling by and he said something so egregious that I, I caught the sound bite. But I right. avoided the Kevin Samuels and the other toxic people like that because mm-hmm. I knew that it would bring down my spirit. I don't need to watch mm-hmm. it to then take part in a message board and talk about how bad it was and why would he say that. I don't, for me, self-care is avoiding that kind of negative energy. And like, I don't care if it's a, a an online personality or if it's a real life person, Absolutely. family or friend. If you are not good for me and don't make me feel good about myself and I don't need to be around you, I'm going to keep you away from me. So I am- yes said that and people should not feel guilty about taking care of yourself first even when it comes to family you mm-hmm. have to take care of yourself you really do. yeah because because if you're not a whole person mm-hmm. and not healed and well you can't take care of other people no you if can't. i'm not doing well i'm not going to be a good wife i'm not going to be a good daughter sister that's it work co-worker whatever i'm not going to put myself into it yeah so yeah. you know if i don't practice these self-care things then yeah you know i'm i'm not going to you know be really really Absolutely. good and not to harp on the Kevin Samuels thing, yeah. but like I said before, I I purposely avoided engaging yes. with people about yep. certain things. Yeah, I don't engage. That was so that you did not yeah. fall into those traps and people. Yes, I didn't. I didn't. And, and you know, self care is me not falling into the trap of this engagement with certain, particularly any type of controversial topic. I know Roe v. Wade is going on right now and it's very important to us women, yeah, particularly yeah. those of us who are pro-choice and yeah. um, you know I did although I have my own personal opinions about that I'm very vocal about being pro-choice Yeah, I don't want to engage in debate with yeah. others about it because okay? I, I feel like we, we I don't feel as productive our, our Facebook cir- uh, cir- uh, circle I feel like we're very protective of it because we know when mm-hmm. there's strong opinions that they might mm-hmm. align with ours like mm-hmm. I love your posts I love D. Lamar like there's a few people Mama Demix mm-hmm. you know Danielle mm-hmm. I know I can read theirs and not feel triggered because more than likely mm-hmm. I'm going to agree I have a few people on my timeline from like high school and stuff where when something like this comes up I either I just don't read it or engage because yes, I, yes, I want to spend a long time high school homie because we have differing opinions although I will but I just don't mm-hmm. engage because like you said I'm not gonna I'm not about to get caught up in a dialogue online if I know that mm-hmm. I'm it's someone whose opinion I usually value I will read it and right way that but I'm also not gonna subject myself to something that I know is going to be upsetting for me. There were times back in the day when I enjoyed those kind of online controversies. I loved that. Oh, yeah. Greek yeah. And that. I lived in the oh, yeah. Girl, I spent mm-hmm. so many hours of work time arguing with people, but I don't enjoy that anymore. There was, I, I just don't. That is not my form of like Zen anymore. Arguing and let me with tell y'all, and let me tell y'all, I had, I had, 
I learned a life lesson from that, a very sad life lesson from that because I had fallen out with some folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. over arguments and things like that. And yeah. then See? all of a sudden they died suddenly. Oh god. And then I felt like, oh my God, you know, these were the last things I said to these people. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I felt like I felt like crap. You know what I mean? Well, I like, feel like it, you know, yeah. Social media has a way of doing that. It's like a theory called the de-individuation theory. When there's like that mm-hmm. social media wall, we get a little more bold. We get a little more outrageous in what we say in our opinions. And we express mm. ourselves and it feels good. And it's like, there's people who, who are backing you and people who are against you. And it's like a good, healthy debate. And it can take a turn and get ugly because sometimes people mm-hmm. take it there. And it is a shame mm-hmm. because sometimes it can get that way. And, you know, in the future, you can make amends with that person and stuff. But yeah, when something like that happens, you're like, dang, it was like, that's how we ended. But yeah it's awful it's an awful feeling but yeah i think it's, it's yeah. at this point in our lives avoiding that kind of drama is what's best for us it is absolutely we're too grown for this <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we're absolutely yeah, too grown for, for this sure. so those and are some so, excellent tips yeah mm-hmm. i really enjoyed the article the the tips that i referenced if you enjoyed them i did get it from an article that's at the National Institute of Mental Health, NIMH.NIH.gov. They have some really great tips, not just about self-care, but if you're finding that you're experiencing some other symptoms that are distressing, persistent, that have lasted longer than two weeks, such as you've lost your appetite, you've lo- you're having difficulty sleeping, you've lost interest in the things that you used to enjoy, even mm-hmm. getting out of bed in the morning is difficult, difficulty concentrating mm-hmm. at work. You can't even perform your usual activities. So this is kind of where it goes beyond needing just some self-care tips. We've discuss some things that are very light fun but if you're experiencing more severe symptoms like the ones I just described and like I said it's persisted for long that longer than two weeks I think that it might be a point where you need to get professional help don't wait until Mm -hmm. the symptoms become overwhelming I would say talk with your talk about your concerns with a primary care provider who can refer you to a therapist who is within your you know insurance catchment so you're not paying out of pocket crazy absorbative Mm -hmm. fees or you can go through your insurance provider but definitely talk to someone and I mean beyond a friend beyond a family member you know, if there's spiritual counseling at your church, you can seek that, but you may need to go mm-hmm. beyond that too. Um, so if you think that you might be in crisis or you know someone else who is, or, you know, we talked a lot about social media, you see somebody on social media who might need help. You know, there's some hotline numbers that they have on this website. You can also direct, you know, your con. you can also alert if you kind of are afraid to give that number to your friend or recommend these services because you think they'll feel some sort of way, you can send it, you know, through, you can let, you know, Instagram or Twitter, I'm concerned about this person. Mm-hmm. Can you send them something, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of, so not just for yourself, but for others too. So if you feel yeah, like yeah. actually crisis beyond what some self-care, self-soothing can help, I would say get the help you need. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. The rates of suicide are high in our community. They're getting higher for uh, young people, teenagers, and for older adults. So mm-hmm. those numbers are climbing up. So that's something yes. that you love. Your yes. elders in your life and your teenagers, your tweens. So mm-hmm. always look at, at that kind of look at the people around you. So, but yeah, so this is our month for mental health awareness. So just take care of ourselves yes. and enjoy life and enjoy some self-care and some zen. Yes, and we're going to leave the resources on our um, Instagram page and put some stuff up there and um, on the podcast blurb. We'll have a little um, bit of information there for you all as well Mm -hmm. to kind of um, tap into. And I know COVID has exacerbated a lot of these issues with folks. Yes. um, And the quarantine Mm -hmm. and being isolated. And it's been really, really hard for folks. So take care of yourselves. Practice self-care. 
practice positive mental health. And, you know, we'll see. We're going to see this thing through. We're going to be good. We're going to yeah. be good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. We're going to take a quick break and come back with watching romance, reading romance, and listening to romance. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. All right, you guys, we are back um, with watching romance. So, you know what? Nighttime had did not, not really been giving us nothing. Yeah, and was Hallmark. Just me. And, 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 you know, there has not been a lot of stuff. I guess because the seasons are wrapping up, a lot of seasons are wrapping up um, in May. Um, not a lot of stuff is coming out. But um, I will say I am very much sad that This Is Us, if you watch This Is Us, is about mm-hmm. to end um, on NBC. Mm-hmm. The episodes have been amazing, incredible acting. I've literally cried mm-hmm. every every episode that I've ever watched. So <laughs> this is us. I probably cried mm-hmm. in the six mm-hmm. years, but it's been exceptionally good. Um, the writing is excellent. So okay, hope you all are checking that out. Um, also on Netflix, a Nigerian drama, the first scripted Nigerian drama exclusively for Netflix just dropped, and it's called Blood Sisters. Ooh. Um, it's about did you watch two... that how was that I watched the first episode because I'm really good I'm I am hooked. Nigerian African uh, I am reality hooked. show or movie or show let me tell it's y'all good. something it is good y'all need to watch it I'm not going to give nothing away okay. I'm not even going to tell y'all what it's about all it's about is some sisters some drama and some family secrets so mm. it's really really good um, also this weekend Bling Empire um, is coming back that is a Sort of like Crazy Rich Asians, the reality okay. version um, about um, very famous and rich Asian population in California and mm-hmm. Los Angeles and kind of their lives and stuff like that. It left us on a cliffhanger last season. So I hope um, they come back with that resolved um, mm-hmm. quarantine. Mm-hmm. But it was really, really good. And then finally, um, Lifetime is going to have something with a couple Black folks in it this weekend. It's called Revenge Best Served Chills. Oh, it's about a some murders taking place in a sommelier group, like a group of people who are trying to become a sommelier, and so okay. all these mur- murders keep happening. Um, and so is this a um, series or a movie? It's a movie. It's not. Okay. It's not a series. Um, it's a movie. So, um, yeah, it, it's, Ooh, it's a movie. There are a couple black folks in that. Yeah, but it's um, revenge, best served, chill. But all the other stuff that's coming out, y'all, it's not nothing's really like romancy really and nothing really yeah. starring any black people right now which yeah. is kind of disappointing it is disappointing but, they were going strong yeah. so i'm gonna give them a little pass for this month of may i guess and they better come yeah. out though because they they started out too strong don't fail us now i know, I one know. Thing i've been waiting to see is that you know me and my real housewives or whatever but mm-hmm. the real housewives of lagos in nigeria I oh know yeah, that that I forgot about April that. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to watch it, but I gotta figure out where to stream it in the U.S. They said Showmax, so I don't know if I have that app. Um, and I'm gonna figure that Ooh. out because as much as I enjoyed, um, Young, I'm trying to get it right. Is it Young, Rich, and African? Young, African, African and Rich. African. Okay, so yeah. as much as I enjoyed that one, I know that I'll enjoy the the Real Housewives of Lagos. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna check in with you guys once I find it, find this show max and stuff, and I'll let y'all know. Yeah. I know that's gonna be good because then Nigerian well, be it says it. how to watch it. Let's see, it says how to watch it in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. Um, let's see. They bring it with the fashion, the wealth. I'm just so excited. So yeah, if you if you figure out, because I'm like, do I download Showmax? Do I have the app already? Do I gotta pay for it? 
on March 16th. I'm real cheap you know. about paying for stuff, but if I got to just get a little temporary subscription, maybe mm-hmm. they have like a little trial one week or a month. I all I need is one, you know, one one weekend to, to binge watch that sucker. Mhm. Well, they said if you have like a VPN, uh-huh. um, <laughs> now, is that like an international VPN. something? What the heck is a VPN? Yeah, VPN. VPN is a way to look at stuff internationally. But they said because they had Real Housewives of, of Johannesburg two seasons, mm-hmm. that ended up showing up on Discovery Plus. So okay. hopefully, this will also come to Discovery Plus. So, oh, just okay. That works. So I think have, I have that. If you have Discovery Plus, and hopefully it will come for that. Also, there's another um, reality show. I don't know if you're watching it, but it's called Love Match um, on at Love Match Atlanta. It's on Bravo, and it's about matchmakers. That just Atlanta. started, right? It just premiered yeah, it just, this week. It just started, and actually, is it good? Because I, I did not watch it. It was. I think I my, saw the tag. My girlfriend, my, my girlfriend Candace. Shout out to my friend Candace. She watched it because her soror, y'all soror. Um, and a girl I went to college with is the same person. Um, it's actually on the she's on the show as oh, a matchmaker. So um, yeah, Shay is on the show as a matchmaker. Nice. So if you're interested in watching it, that's on. So that's a reality show. That's okay. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, she that's said it was pretty good. She said the first episode was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the Real Housewives uh, of Atlanta premiered a couple weeks ago, so that's been different mm-hmm. because they did a real cast shakeup. You know, there's some old favorites who return, like Sheree. She's back. Mm-hmm. Marlo got her peach, so she's full-time. You know, that's cool. Oh, wow. Okay. As we know, Portia had chosen not to return. Mm-hmm. Been off thing with Simon or whatever, getting ready to get married in Nigeria and stuff. And mm. um, who was Cynthia Bailey? You know, made a decision not to return because she was offered a friend role. So she's going to work mm-hmm. on focusing on her marriage to Mike Hill, which is wonderful. We love that. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew, I was to say Drew Carey and then Drew Hill. Drew Sedora. I must be getting sleepy. Drew Sedora <laughs> returned with her toxic, um, gaslighting husband, Ralph. He's just so horrible. Mm. I'm just kind of like, between first season and now, you didn't watch yourself back, and well, no, a narcissist isn't going to watch themselves back and reflect. But of course not. you didn't read the message mm-hmm. boards and the comments and realize that you are the problem. See, the thing with a gaslighting man, or I should say, gaslighting person, doesn't have to be a man, is they believe their own gaslighting. They really try to make you feel crazy and like you're wrong. And but I'm like, mm-hmm. if every single person, not every single person, but if a lot of people are saying, "I'm Ralph, you're wrong for what you did to her," blah blah blah, are you not able to reflect on that and be like, maybe I should do different? Because he doesn't come. I don't have. I don't know if you watched the first two episodes. He is mm-hmm. so much even worse than he was last season. He is starting off. As, oh my god! He just is such an a hole. He's just Ooh. not a good person. He's a terrible husband. I just, I feel so sorry for her. I really, my hope for Drew, I don't wish divorce on anyone. He is just so negative and toxic and, and harmful mm-hmm. to her. I hope that she triumphs over her reign on this show. I don't know how, know how long she'll last, but I would mm-hmm. love to see her like a Portia and a Kenya get through mm-hmm. a divorce and reemerge successful. Like right. I said, I don't, right. I just don't see any, I don't think that someone with that type of personality disorder can change. He yeah. is who he is, and it is just so mm. toxic and negative. You're, it's so crazy to watch sad. any scenes with them. They always end in this tension and fighting. They're not equally matched in any way. I don't know who he could be mm. with, but it's just painful to watch. I really want her to mm. watch this back and be like, I can't do this. They share children, and that's a very hard thing. You know, I know from mm. personal experience, it's hard to leave that person because you love them. That's the right. problem with children. You don't want to, it to not work, but... 
she's a beautiful woman. She's smart. She has a career. Oh, she doesn't deserve the way he treats her. But anyway, she's a good actress too. When she's I enjoyed her. She's a good actress, yeah. yeah. In the in, in the yeah. which one, the sorority one, right? Yep, yep. She yeah, yeah. I enjoyed in her in that. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, yeah. one of the first times I saw her in a role because my only memory of her before that was from the game. But well, she um, did a TLC movie. Remember? Oh, right. She, she was TLC great. Movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was really mm-hmm. good in that. Yeah, she was yeah, really she good. Was yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I guess that's watching romance. Yes. Anything in reading romance? In reading romance, I want to shout out my mentor and my really good friend Kilby Blades. She has a book out today. It's called "It Takes a Villa." Hmm. It's about a woman who buys a abandoned villa on the Amalfi Coast for a dollar, named Natalie. Hmm. And she gets to Italy and she wants to renovate it, and she only has six months to do it. And then she starts having like conflict with the architect whose name is Pietro. Um, and of course, her and Pietro go from enemies to lovers. Um, and so it's one of those kind of like a black woman's eat, pray, love. And they go out and, you know, and she goes and kind of finds herself and love nice. in the process and stuff. Very like that. nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's called It Takes a Villa and it's by Kilby Blaze. This is, a, I think, it's a, this is an interracial, of course. It's an okay. She's a black woman. So yeah, um, it's it's really cute. It's really cute. I'm not just saying that because Kilby's not mentor, <laughs> but she's really really awesome. It's really good. okay. Um, and then listening romance. We talked about mental health. We talked about um, you know listening to music and take care of yourself. This yes. is one of these albums that I feel like is perfect for mental health and being zen and focusing. It's Kaylani's uh, Blue Water Road. Um, oh, it just dropped. It just dropped last week. And when I say it is so, like, Kaylani does not miss, okay? She she puts out hits. But this album is so cohesive and so good. It's like, if you like Janae Aiko and that kind of, like, airy. I love that. And, so mellow. And, I can listen to the old, and old very album mellow. anything, yeah. You will not skip a thing on this mm-hmm. album. She has mm-hmm. a song called Alter. Um, she has, you know, some other um, songs. She has a, a few upbeat jams. Mm-hmm. But she has a song with Justin Bieber. But Blue Water Road, y'all, I don't even, I can't even pick a track for y'all to listen to. But if I would start with something, I would start with Alter um, by uh, Kaylani and just okay. listen to the rest of the album. It's so, so good. But mm. that's my pick for listening okay. romance. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, all right, you guys, that is it for the podcast. Do you have anything, Kenny, you want to uh, recommend? No, not not really. I love the recommendation and how it really fits into our self care. I'm going to have to pull that playlist mm. up when I have my candle and my coffee this weekend. So, yes, thank you for that. Amazing. And I don't have anything to add. You know, you know, we do, <laughs> we, we do BJ's little Japanese mindfulness uh, playlist when um, oh my God, please he goes talk to about sleep. The dog. So, man. Please, no, no, no. You got to tell these people about this <laughs> dog and the, and the so you know i do zen mindfulness with with our dog bj as well and so yes when we are doing his little evening nighttime routine um we do start with with a japanese mindfulness playlist that's right on spotify and he loves the songs and you know it's just like very gentle and soothing and instrumental melodies beautiful um if you just ask spotify to play you some japanese mindfulness music or japanese meditation music you'll you'll Mm -hmm. get a playlist and it's just very self-soothing. He's comforted by it. I think we all are. It's a nice way to calm the house down. We start that around eight. Mm. It helps him to kind of be in a hyper or active. And even if he doesn't mm-hmm. fall asleep right away, he's just like relaxed. And 
I think it's really good for him and it's good for all of us. So I sometimes enjoy oh. that playlist as well when I'm typing and mm. doing a little work and stuff. So yeah, not necessarily romance related, oh. but it kind of is hand in hand with mental health and self care. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So that is BJ, like his it, Japanese uh... mindfulness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we get a kick out of it. I know it it does. Does. I, I get a kick out of it. It's so funny to me. <laughs> oh, the dog in his playlist. Oh, <laughs> but thank guys, we hope you have a great week. Yes, a safe and do. healthy week. And Absolutely. um yeah, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Yes, yeah, see you guys next week. Talk to you later. Peace. Bye.